0: Welcome into The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of The Degenerate Gambler. This podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. We have our college basketball bets for the Sweet 16 games taking place on uh, Thursday, the 24th day of March and Friday, the 25th day of March of 2022. We'll do the games in order of tip times. So we will start things off with uh, the games taking place at the Chase Center in San Francisco. The first game of the night will feature the Gonzaga Bulldogs 28-3 overall, 15-15-1 against the spread. They're going to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks to our 27-8 overall, 20-14-1 against the number. Gonzaga comes in a 9.5-point favorite. The over-under is 154 and a half. These two teams have met one time recently. Gonzaga won that game, also covered the spread in that one as well. For Arkansas, they're 14-5-1 against the spread in their last 20 games. 1-8-1 against the spread in their last 10 played on a Thursday. 4-1 against the spread in their last five games as an underdog. The total has gone over in seven of Arkansas's last eight games. Total has gone over in six of Arkansas's last seven games played in the month of March. Four against Zagger. They're just one and four against the spread in their last five games. Four and one against the spread in their last five played on a Thursday. One and four against the spread in their last five games as the favorite. Total has gone over in four of Gonzaga's last six games. Total has gone over in 15 of Gonzaga's last 20 games against SEC opponents. And the total has gone under four of Gonzaga's last five games played on a Thursday. Now, Arkansas got to this game by, by winning in the first round over Vermont 75 71. I won the second game against New Mexico State 53 48. Gonzaga got here by beating Georgia State 93 72 in round one. Memphis 82 78 in round two. Now Arkansas comes into this game. Make that Gonzaga comes into this game. A a 9.5 point favorite. The over-under is at 155. And we are going to go with the over 155 in this matchup. Both teams, by the way, coming into this game uh, injury-free into this matchup uh, for uh, these two teams. Uh, Neither team reporting any injuries, as I just mentioned a moment ago. Uh, So both teams ready and raring to go. Uh, I'm taking the over 155 in this matchup, and it's based mainly on the fact that I think, I don't think Arkansas can stop Gonzaga's offense. I think it comes down to that. Uh, it is the fastest offense in the country. They score, or excuse me, to take a, uh, their possessions, I should say, last about 16 seconds. They lead the nation in scoring. They lead the nation in field goal percentage. Just to give you an idea of a, uh, of all that, they lead the nation in scoring at 87.8 points per game. They lead the nation in field goal percentage at 52.6 percent. They're also 25th in the country in three-point percentage at 37.4 percent. And also, they're second in the country in rebounding, uh, out-rebounding opponents by about nine rebounds per game. It all sets up for a, uh, a Gonzaga, I think a Gonzaga victory. Now, I think the spread at nine and a half is a little bit on the high side, so I'm Really not feeling comfortable about taking that on either end, actually. But I do feel comfortable about the over in this matchup. I think Arkansas will play better offense than they have played the last couple of games. Uh, At the same time, I think Gonzaga's offense will continue to to click on all cylinders like it has all season long. So we're going to take Gonzaga, Arkansas over 155. All right, for the next game, we're going to move on over to the AT&T Center in San Antonio, the Villanova Wildcats, 28-7 overall, 18-15-2 against the spread. They take on the Michigan Wolverines, who are 19-14 overall, 15-18 against the number. Villanova is a five-point favorite. The over-under is 133.5. These two teams have met three times recently. Villanova's won two of the three meetings and also have covered in two of those three meetings as well. For Michigan, they're 4-2 against the spread in their last six games. against the spread in their last 6 as an underdog. The total has gone over in 6 of Michigan's last 7 games. Total has gone under in each of Michigan's last 6 games against Big East opponents. Villanova 4-2 against the spread in their last 6 games. 1-4 against the spread in their last 5 against Big 10 opponents. 9-2 against the spread in their last 11 games played on a Thursday. Also, the total has gone under in 4 of Villanova's last 5 games. Uh, Total's gone under in four of Villanova's last five games as the favorite. Totals gone over in six of Villanova's last seven games played on a Thursday. Now Michigan got to this game by beating Colorado State 75-63 and then holding off Tennessee 76-68 in round two. Villanova, no trouble with Delaware in round one, winning 80-60. Also as a five-point favorite, they beat Ohio State by 10, 71-61 in round two. Now, Nova's good to go on the injury front. Michigan, on the other hand, uh, Devontae Jones, uh, he left, he got back from a concussion uh, after suffering one in practice prior to the Colorado State game, came back to the Tennessee game, suffered what they believe is another concussion. So he is listed as questionable for this game. And that is a huge factor when you're starting point guard against Villanova is a uh, questionable designation. And Villanova being a five-point favorite, the over under is 135.5. And, and I have to ride with Villanova minus five, partly because of the injury factor at point guard for Michigan. The other factor is, is the fact that when it comes to close games and it comes to games in the NCAA tournament, I trust Jay Wright more than I trust Jawan Howard. And that's not a knock on Jawan Howard. It's just Jay Wright's been here many times. He's won two national championships in the last five tournaments, uh, usually. When Villanova gets out of the first weekend, to get to the Final Four. That seems to be the case when it comes uh, to the Wildcats under Jay Wright. They're out of the first weekend. I think they're going to get to the Final Four, but they got to get through this one first. I do think they'll cover. Give me Villanova, minus five against Michigan. Now we go back to the Chase Center in San Francisco for Game 3 on Thursday. It'll be the Duke Blue Devils, 30-6 and six overall, 18-15-3 against the spread. They'll take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who are 27-9 overall, 22-14 against the number. Texas Tech is a one-point favorite. The over-under is at 137. Now, these two teams have met one time recently. Duke picked up the victory and also covered the spread in that game as well. Now, Texas Tech is 2-6 against the spread in their last eight games, 2-8 against the spread in their last 10 against ACC opponents, Total's gone under in four of Texas Tech's last six games. Total's gone under in seven of Texas Tech's last eight games played on a Thursday. Total's gone under in four of Texas Tech's last five game games as the favorite. For Duke, they're one in five against the spread in their last six games. Six and zero against the spread in their last six games played on a Thursday. Also for Duke, the total's gone over in seven of their last eight games. Total has gone oh, over in six of Duke's last seven games played in the month of March. Now Texas Tech got here by beating Middle Tennessee State 97-62 and then holding off Notre Dame in round two 59-53. Duke got here uh, having a little trouble with Cal-, Cal State Fullerton winning 78-61 and on Sunday they rallied uh, to knock off Michigan State 85-76. uh um, only one injury to report. It is on the uh, Duke side. AJ Griffin did sprain his ankle in the Michigan State game on Sunday. He is probable for the game against Texas Tech, so I do expect him to play. How effective he will be could be a key factor in this matchup. Again, Texas Tech comes in as a one-point favorite. The over/under is at one thirty-seven, and we're going to take uh, the oh uh, excuse me the under one thirty-seven in. Texas Tech-Duke. Look, Duke's struggled a little bit on defense recently, but they are capable of playing good defense. Texas Tech's not a great offensive team, but they're an outstanding defensive team. And I think that is where this game will be decided. It's going to be decided on the defensive side of the ball uh, for both of these teams. I think Texas Tech... Has a good enough defense, as does Duke, to keep this uh, game probably in the 60s is where I'm kind of uh, figuring this game to be. If the game's played in the 60s, that's going to favor the under-137. And so we're going to go with that. We're going to take the under-137 in Duke and Texas Tech. Now back to San Antonio for the final game of the day on Thursday. This will feature the Arizona Wildcats, 33-3 overall, 19-15-2 against the spread. They take on the Houston Cougars, who are 31-5 overall, 24-12 against the number. Arizona is a a one-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is at 145-and-a-half. Now, Arizona's won three of the four meetings recently with Houston. Arizona's also covered in three of those four meetings as well. Now, Houston is 5-0 against the spread in their last five games. Um, 5-0 against the spread in their last five, played in the month of March. 4-1 4-1 against the spread in their last five games played on a Thursday. Total's gone under in seven of Houston's last nine games. Total's gone under in 13 of Houston's last 20 games as the underdog. Arizona. Uh, total's gone over in seven of their last eight games. Total's gone under in 10 of Arizona's last 13 games played on a Thursday. And the total's gone over in seven of Arizona's last eight games as the favorite. Now, Houston got it to this game by blowing out the... Uh, Alabama-Birmingham, 92-68, and also doing the same to Illinois on Sunday, 68-53. Meanwhile, Arizona, no trouble with Wright State winning 87-70. to And in overtime, they needed overtime uh, and a three-point shot late in regulation by Ben Matherin to get to overtime. But Arizona survived nonetheless by beating TCU 85-80. to Taking a look at the injury uh, front, looks like both teams are good to go. That inclu- uh, includes Kurt Carissa, who did play in the TCU matchup on Sunday. I don't think he's 100%, but he is not listed on the injury report, so expect him to start and play significant minutes in this matchup. Arizona is a one-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is at 145-and-a-half. And, and in this matchup, we're going to take the under 145-and-a-half uh, in this game. Two teams that are pretty good on defense. Houston's outstanding on the defensive front. You look at the Cougars on the defensive end. They're fourth in the country in points allowed at 58.9 points per game. They're number one in the country in field goal percentage defense at 37.4%. They're tenth in the country in three-point defense at 28.8%. At the same time, it's underrated, but Arizona's defense isn't terrible as well. They're eighth in the country in field goal defense at 38.5%. now they're 140th in scoring defense, 125th in three-point defense, but the defense is not terrible. And with its, with it as high as 145.5, I think the play is the under in this matchup. Between Houston and Arizona, we're going to go under 145 and a half in this matchup. We'll take a quick break, come back, and we will take a look at Friday's games. Uh in the Sweet 16. We'll do that in just a moment. This is the Degenerate Gambler. Welcome back into the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. We're going to move on now to our Friday games. We'll start things off in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center. The Purdue Boilermakers, 29-7 overall, 15-20-1 against the spread. They're going to take on the St. Peter's Peacocks, 21-11 overall, 23-9 against the number. Purdue is a 12.5-point favorite. The over-under is at 135 These two teams have met once recently. Purdue won that game and also covered the spread in that matchup. St. Peter's, 9 0 against the spread in their last nine games. 7 0 against the spread in their last seven played in March. Total has gone over in seven of St. Peter's last eight games as an underdog. Purdue, 2 7 against the spread in their last nine games. 2 7 against the spread in their last nine games played in March. 2 7 against the spread in their last nine games as a favorite. Totals gone under in nine of Purdue's last 12 games. Totals gone under in four of Purdue's last five games played on a Friday. Now, St. Peter's got here with two upsets. They knocked off second seed Kentucky on Thursday, or last Thursday, 85-79. Knocked off Murray State on Saturday, 72-60. Purdue uh, beat Yale last Thursday, 78-56, and... Or excuse me, last Friday, they beat Yale 78-56. Last Sunday, beat Texas 81-71. Now, once, now, taking a look at the injury report for this game, neither team reporting any injuries. So both teams healthy and raring to go to coming into this matchup. Purdue is a 12.5-point favorite. The over-under is at 135. And we're going to go Purdue minus 12.5 in this matchup. Now, this is the third 15 seed all-time to make it to the uh, Sweet 16, uh, St. Peter's. Now, each of the other two lost their next game. Florida Gulf Coast got blown out by Florida in 2013. Last year, Ole Roberts was a shot away from knocking off Arkansas. Uh, but I feel like with all the media attention St. Peter's has get has got this week, uh, all the interview requests, I think it's going to be a factor in this game. uh I think they also know Shanini Holloway, their coach, is probably not coming back. He looks like he's going to get the Seton Hall job with Kevin Willard off to Maryland. I think all that plays as a factor in this. Uh, Purdue has the size that St. Peter's doesn't have with Zach Eady and Travion Williams. They have a tall guard in Jaden Ivey that can take control of games. Now they do need to get Stefan Savanovic going uh, from the three-point line. He has struggled of late uh shooting the basketball. They've got to get him going if there's any chance of them actually having a chance to win the national title. But it's set up for Purdue to get to the uh final four. The the uh could the uh bracket couldn't break any better for the Boilermakers. Uh it's now or never, I think, for them. I think they'll make sure to uh to make a statement. Uh, on Friday, so I got Purdue minus twelve and a half against St. Peter's. Next up, we go to Chicago and go to the United Center with the Kansas Jayhawks, thirty and six overall, eighteen and eighteen against the spread. They're going to take on the Providence Friars, who are twenty seven and five overall, nineteen and thirteen against the number. Kansas is a seven and a half point favorite. The over under is one forty one and a half. Now Providence is 5 and 2 against the spread in their last 7 games. 4 and 1 against the spread in their last 5 against Big 12 opponents. Total's gone under in 4 of Providence's last 6 games. Total's gone under in 6 of Providence's last 8 games played in March. Total's gone over in 5 of Providence's last 7 games played away from home. For Kansas, 5 and 1 against the spread in their last 6 games. 5 and 1 against the spread in their last 6 played in March. Totals gone over in 15 of Kansas' last 19 games played uh, on a Friday. Totals gone over in 14 of Kansas' last 20 games played as the home team. Now, Providence got to this game by beating South Dakota State 66-57 and then blowtorching Richmond 79-51 in round two. Kansas got here uh, having a little trouble with Texas Southern winning 83-56 in round one. Round two, uh, Creighton. Uh, excuse me, Kansas held off Creighton, seventy-nine to seventy-two. On the injury side of things, it looks like both teams are good to go in that department. Kansas is a seven and a half point favorite. The over/under is one forty-one and a half. I actually like Providence and the seven and a half points in this one. And part of me likes Providence to win this game outright. We're not going to take the outright bet, but the fact is Providence is good enough to beat Kansas. Uh their key will be uh guys like Al Durham and uh Jared Bynum staying out of foul trouble, hitting shots like they have in the first two games. Uh watch out for Justin Manaya who's been hot of late as well. Uh they do have a piece inside and uh and Nate Watson to help kinda of a little bit with, with uh with McCormick, who's a little up and down. Now if Remy Martin gets going like he did in the Creighton game, that could pose a problem for Providence. Uh but Right now, I haven't seen any proof that tells me that we're going to see that from Remy Martin more than the one time we've seen it so far. Uh, And, and, you know, very well might see it on Friday. It's a possibility. But I still like, nonetheless, I still like Providence plus 7.5 against Kansas. Uh, Again, I think Providence can win this game. uh, But I definitely feel Providence can cover this game. So we'll take Providence plus 7.5. All right, we'll go back to Philadelphia for game three. The UCLA Bruins. 27-7 27 and 7 overall, 18 15 and one against the spread. They take on the North Carolina Tar Heels, 26 and 9 overall, 18 16 and one against the number. UCLA is a two and a half point favorite. The over under is at 141 and a half. Now North Carolina's won each of the last four meetings recently with UCLA. North Carolina's also covered in those last four meetings as well. Speaking of North Carolina, six and one against the spread in their last seven games. 5-0 against the spread in their last five against UCLA. 4-1 against the spread in their last five games played in March. 1-7-1 against the spread in their last nine games played on a Friday. Also, the total has gone over 11 of North Carolina's last 15 games uh, for the UCLA Bruins. Uh, UCLA 8-4 against the spread in their last 12 games. 0-9 against the spread in their last nine against ACC opponents. against the spread in their last five games played on a Friday. Total's gone over in six of UCLA's last eight games. Total's gone over in seven of UCLA's last ten games as the home team. Now, North Carolina got here by blasting Marquette 95-63 in round one. Round two, they had a 25-point lead, blew it uh, to Baylor. Game goes to overtime. North Carolina takes control in overtime. They beat the Baylor Bears 93-86, eliminating the top seed, from the East Region. UCLA. They got here by holding off Akron 57-53 in round 1. And uh, winning pretty easily over St. Mary's in round 2. 72-56. Now UCLA is good to go in the injury department. Uh, excuse me. North Carolina is good to go in the injury part, department. UCLA on the other hand has an issue. With Jaime Hawkins. He sprained his ankle. In the... Uh, went over UC went over Saint Mary's. He is listed as questionable. Uh coach McCronin did say if, if Haquez can walk, he'll play. Lends me to believe that he will play in this one, but the effectiveness of Hawkes could become an issue uh, in this game. <clears throat> Again, UCLA is a two and a half point favorite. He over-under is 141 and a half. And I actually like UCLA minus two and a half in this game. I think the Bruins have the experience factor, uh, coming into this game, uh, of, of, having made a deep run just last year in the NCAA tournament. Most of those guys came back, including Jaquez and, and, uh, Tiger Campbell, as well as, uh, uh the transfer from Kentucky. Can't think of his name now. Uh, the kid that, uh, went off last year, uh, oh, Johnny Juzang, uh, so, uh, I think that is a factor in this one. North Carolina is not a deep team; they go about six deep, uh, and I think this is where it starts to wear on North Carolina a little bit. I think UCLA is in position to uh, uh, to win this game. The spread's only two and a half, so you're basically trying to pick a winner. I'm going to go Bruins minus two and a half in this matchup against North Carolina, and we'll see UCLA in the Elite Eight. All right, our final bet. Our final game of the day to bet. We go back to Chicago in the United Center, where the Miami Hurricanes, twenty-five and ten overall, twenty and fifteen against the spread, they take on the Iowa State Cyclones, who are twenty-two and twelve overall, nineteen and fifteen against the number. Miami is a two and a half point favorite. The over/under is at one thirty-three. These two teams have met. One time recently, Iowa State won that game and covered the spread in that game as well. Now Iowa State is six and three against the spread in their last nine games, four and one against the spread in their last five against ACC opponents. Also uh, five and one against the spread in their last six games as an underdog. The total's gone under in four of Iowa State's last five games. Uh, total's gone under in four of Iowa State's last five games played on a Friday. For the Miami Hurricanes, 5-1 against the spread in their last six games. Uh, 1-5 against the spread in their last six against Big 12 opponents. Also, the total's gone over in six of Miami's last nine games. Total's gone over in five of Miami's last six games played on a Friday. And the total's gone over in each of Miami's last five games as the favorite. Now, Iowa State got here with pulling a pair of upsets. Uh, They upset LSU 59-54. In round one, in round number two, uh, they did the same to Wisconsin, beating the Badgers 54-49. For Miami, they pulled a pair of quote-unquote upsets themselves. Uh, They beat USC in round one, 68-66, holding off the Trojans for the victory. And in round two, they blasted the second seed at Auburn Tigers 79-61. Neither team reporting any injuries coming into this matchup. And, again, Miami is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 133. And I'm going to take the Hurricanes minus two-and-a-half in this matchup. I think the luck for Iowa State runs out here. Uh, Iowa State is fortunate uh, in their two wins in the sense that uh, in their win over LSU, they played an LSU team without a head coach. Uh, In round two uh, against Wisconsin, you had a less than 100% uh, uh, Johnny Davis you also had Chucky Headburn, their starting point guard, get injured early in that game. And Wisconsin really couldn't recover after the injury to uh, to Chucky Headburn, And I think that was a huge factor in this one. I don't see the issues with Miami. Miami's got better guard play. Uh, I think Miami's the better team. Uh, Iowa State, however, has not lost a game to a non-Big 12 team this season. So that's also a factor into this as well. Uh, you know, it's a factor to think about. in in this matchup, but I do really like Miami minus 2.5 in this game. So, our bets once again are, uh, for Thursday, we have the over 155 in Arkansas-Gonzaga. We also have Villanova minus 5 against Michigan. The under 137 in Texas Tech and Duke. And the under 145.5 in Houston-Arizona. For Friday, we got Purdue, minus 12.5 against St. Peter's. Providence, plus 7.5 against Kansas. UCLA, minus 2.5 against North Carolina. And Miami, minus 2.5 against Iowa State. So with that, we'll wrap up the podcast for today. We do thank you for listening. Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Now we'll have a one on Saturday that will encompass the Elite Games for Saturday and Sunday. It'll come out sometime probably early morning, early to mid-morning on Saturday, once the spreads for Sunday's games come out. We'll decide what we want to take on those. Uh, and that's when we'll do the podcast. And it will be our next two last podcasts we do. We will do one next Saturday, a week from this Saturday for the final four. Uh, we'll do the two games there. Now for the national championship game, we're not going to do a podcast for it, but we will post it on our Twitter account and our Facebook page. Uh, the bets we're going to take in the national championship game, because uh, I really don't want to do a five minute podcast. I think it's I don't think it's worth the time to do a five minute podcast. So we'll just post our bets uh, for the national championship game uh, a week from Monday uh, on that on that day. So until Saturday, this is The Degenerate Gambler.